0: Welcome back to the AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media when it fits your schedule. I'm Steve Jess. On the podcast today, the Lukeville Port of Entry is reopening after a big drop in border crossings.
1: That has allowed us to
0: get the operational capacity we need to reopen these ports of entries. Governor Katie Hobbs tries to rein in a runaway voucher program. And Cochise County sets its sights on exposing preschoolers to a 1,000 books before kindergarten. If families are reading one book a night, which so many families do anyway, they'd hit a 1,000 books in less than three years. Topping our news today, border officials are reopening the Lukeville port of entry tomorrow morning after a month of closure due to a drop in the number of migrants crossing the border. Danielle Kamara has more.
1: Blas Nunez-Nieto with the Department of Homeland Security says the decline
0: in border apprehensions is typical of this time of year.
1: That has allowed us to get the operational capacity we need to reopen these ports of entries. And that reduction you know, may be the result of seasonal trends. We usually do see a decline in encounters this time of year.
0: There could be future closures if migrant numbers increase again, but Nunez-Nieto says they're hopeful that bipartisan discussions in the
1: Senate and stepped-up actions by Mexico will help better manage the flow of
0: migrants. I'm Daniel Camara, AZPM News. The Pima County Medical Examiner reports nearly 200 migrant deaths last year in Pima County's borderlands. That is higher than 2022, but not as high as the two previous years. The number of migrants crossing in the Border Patrol's Tucson sector in 2023 nearly doubled to close to half a million people, increasing the number of deaths by 20 over the year before. The increased deaths are attributed in part to the growing number of people crossing the U.S.-Mexico border in Arizona, considered to be one of the deadliest places to cross unauthorized. The Pima County Medical Examiner has documented nearly 4,000 migrant deaths, since the year 2000. Governor Katie Hobbs has introduced a plan to rein in Arizona's expanded school voucher program, but the proposal is likely to receive a cold reception in the Republican-controlled legislature. Since the Empowerment Scholarship Account program was expanded by Republican lawmakers and former Governor Doug Ducey in 2022, making all Arizona students eligible for vouchers, the cost of the program has surpassed expectations. Hobbs' office estimated in July that vouchers could cost the state nearly a billion dollars this fiscal year. Many of Hobbs' proposals aim to ensure taxpayer dollars are being spent appropriately. She wants the Arizona Department of Education, for example, to individually approve any voucher purchase over $500 and give the Auditor General more oversight of private school spending. Democrats have argued the state can't afford the ballooning cost of the program as Arizona faces a $400 million budget deficit. Hobbs tried but failed to scale back universal vouchers in the previous legislative session. The U.S. Department of the Interior is providing funds to replace the Menager's Lake Dam on the Tohono Autumn Nation with money from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. Duncan Moon has that story. The Department of Interior is allocating more than $10 million towards the construction of the new dam. The current 22-foot earthen dam is being replaced to improve safety and provide flood protection for communities downstream. The funding is part of a nearly $30 million investment from President Joe Biden's Investing in America agenda to protect tribal communities by repairing and upgrading clean water systems and replacing failing dams. In total, the bipartisan infrastructure law invests $13 billion directly to American Indian and Alaska Native tribal communities throughout the United States, including $250 million over five years for tribal dams and water projects, such as the Manager's Dam. I'm Duncan Moon, AZPM News. Instead of throwing away your Christmas tree, Tucsonans can recycle them through the city's Tree Cycle Program. We hear more on that from Tony Perkins.
1: The city of Tucson's Tree Cycle Program collects natural trees and grinds them into mulch. Alyssa Tarpley with the city's Environmental and General Services Department says it's also an opportunity for neighborhood residents to team up and bring more than one tree to a recycling center. Definitely sustainability is uh, the theme going into 2024, and we want to keep that going with you know, our um, carbon emissions as well as what we're putting into the landfill. There are nine designated locations in Tucson and Oro Valley for people to bring their trees. The program requires all ornaments and other decorations to be removed ahead of time. The sites will be available from now through January 15th. You can find a list of the locations on our website. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM
0: News. Next week, NASA will respond to a Navajo Nation request to delay a moon launch that could carry cremated human remains. The ashes come from private companies known for offering memorial services in space. From the Arizona Science Desk, Nicholas Gerbus reports. In 1998, NASA drew objections from the Navajo Nation when its lunar prospector carried an ounce of Flagstaff planetary scientist Gene Schumacher's ashes to the moon current president, Boo Nigrant said NASA promised at that time to consult Native Americans in the future and discuss the sacred role the moon plays in Navajo and other Native American cultures. It was
1: really easy for me as president to make that position because I said, you know, what if NASA promised
0: to consult us back then, they should consult us. The issue has special weight for the Navajo people who have specific traditions and spiritual values regarding death and human remains, including not discussing death, avoiding burial sites, and not handling materials, belonging to a deceased person. I'm Nicholas Skirbis in Phoenix. Libraries in Cochise County have implemented a program called 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten to help encourage early childhood reading. We have more in this in-depth report from Summer Hom.
1: The statewide early childhood group First Things First says from birth to age five, a child's brain develops more than at any other time in life. That's why Cochise County Library District Director Amadee Ricketts says that the 1,000 Book Challenge focuses on the age before children start kindergarten.
0: Reading with young children builds important skills they'll need later, so it builds vocabulary and excitement about books and reading. If families are reading one book a night, which so many families do anyway, they'd hit 1,000 books in less than three years.
1: Each participant in the challenge gets a reading record sheet with 100 boxes on each page. One box gets crossed off for every book which is read. Librarians say even if you read the same book multiple times, it still contributes towards your book count. Copper Queen Library Manager Jason Makowiak says that 10 children have signed up for the program so far. We want anyone... any walk of life, to walk in our library, and to be able to see themselves in a book. And I think if we can do that, um, we've, we've done our job. And not only have we done our job, is we also have created a connection with a reader, and we want that, that connection to become a lifelong relationship. In Wilcox, library manager Michelle Levas says that they've had three to four participants in the program at the LCS Hogan Community Library.
0: I just hope that it will bring in more children than we have so far.
1: Audiobooks are becoming more popular and more available. The librarians involved in the program say if a child listens to an audiobook, that also counts in the challenge. Youth Services Librarian at the Sierra Vista Public Library, Erica Merritt, says they started the program about a year ago and have more than 50 children participating now.
0: And it's self-paced, which is great because... If they start when they're two years old, if it takes them three years till they reach kindergarten to read 1,000 books, that's fine.
1: The U.S. Census estimates about 36% of Cochise County's population is either Hispanic or Latino, and about 27% of the county's population speaks a language other than English at home. Dr. Leah Doran is an Associate Professor of Teaching, Learning, and Sociocultural Studies at the University of Arizona. She says that fostering reading in the pre-K age group, especially for multilingual children, helps to open the door to learn other subjects. The language that we see in writing, written language in books and uh, newspapers and just in all kinds of written material is really different than oral spoken language. So it's really valuable to kids to have a lot of exposure, not only to oral language the way that we all have with our families, but specifically to written language in the way that it is different. Especially because the further you get in school, the more you are expected to learn through reading, uh, not just about reading. Um, and so, the better you understand how written language works, the better you're positioned to, you know, learn about science and social studies and even math. You know, because a lot of the learning happens through writing and through reading textbooks and through reading picture books. Once participating children have read 1,000 books, they can receive a free T-shirt or a tote bag courtesy of the Friends of the Cochise County Library District. In Sierra Vista, I'm Summer Hom, AZPM News.
0: And that should catch you up on everything we've covered today in the Arizona Public Media Newsroom. Thanks for listening. When you can't catch our on-air newscasts, you can always get them here. Timely news on your time. Be sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess, and we'll be back tomorrow.